Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Just like you, I'm an independent retail business owner. I love the home decor and gift boutique I co-own with my sister, but I don't want it to consume me or my life. Join me each week as I share lessons learned, helpful tips, and valuable information for your retail business and life. Whether you're buying your products or making your products, whether you're a 25K business or a $2.5 million business, I'm on a mission to help indie retailers work less, profit more, and grow. Let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to episode 130 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. Is the current economy affecting all indie retailers? I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. My intention for this episode is to address one of the biggest questions and concerns I'm seeing and hearing right now. So I'm just going to dig into this episode. Currently, there are two schools of thought. Group number one says, don't listen to all the hype and negativity in the media retailers, or I should say indie retailers, are not struggling right now, and many are up in terms of sales compared to last year. Group number two says inflation is on the rise, recession is looming, we see it everywhere, there's no denying it, no one's shopping, my local economy and residents are hurting, sales are way down. Now, I'm not here to pick a side because what I am seeing is that each of you are going to be or are currently being affected very differently. I recently surveyed our lab group members and the majority who responded did indicate that their sales are up or slightly up or they were breaking even. And there were some, but it was very few compared to the rest that indicated that they're down. Now, Not everyone answered the poll in the group, so it wasn't a really full, complete picture of all group members. I also understand that those who are down may have been reluctant to share this and answer my poll. So again, the polls and the surveys I do aren't, you know, perfect scientific studies, but I do ask questions in the group. I do run polls. I ask for open conversations about some of these things so that I can at least gauge what's going on in our communities. And I think it's important to share with you what those group members are saying. And I think it's really important to share with you that a lot of them did say that they are up right now. And I think that's important to share because when we hear that everyone, quote unquote, is down, it almost justifies like a negative thinking. And I never want to perpetuate that. Now, if you are down in sales right now, I don't want to ignore that either. So I'm here to give really a a full episode on what you can do if this is currently you or if you're afraid this might be the trend that your business is going to see in the future. So what can you do now if your sales are down? Some of these tips that I share don't necessarily have to be implemented during tough times either. For example, if you're expanding and a lot of your cash flow is going towards your expansion or you're opening a second store or you're launching another business, this could also be a great time to implement some of the strategies that I'm about to share so you can improve or preserve cash flow at those times too. So here are a few tips for creating, I guess, a more positive cash flow during a recession or during tough times. 
or during what I call our cash flow crunches. If you attended the free masterclass on cash flow, you'll know what I'm talking about. But number one, and it's more of like a to-do, what can you actually do? And I highly recommend this, is to analyze your data, make decisions, and implement. So when I say analyze data, and if you've been listening to this podcast, I mean, this is episode 130, I talk about this pretty often, but look at your inventory reports, look at your sales reports, look at your financial reports, look at all of it. And print those reports and go sit somewhere quietly, separate yourself from the business, sit in a a place that, that calms you or makes you happy, maybe with your favorite coffee beverage, in your favorite coffee shop. And I think it's really important sometimes to separate ourselves from the business or the constant interruptions that we get if we're in our stores and we're trying to work on something. And I know many of you have offices with closed doors, but I've seen it. I witness it, I hear about it, you still get interrupted. So I want you to print all of these reports or take your laptop and go somewhere and look at this information because it is always enlightening. How do I know this? Because I do this for my own business over and over and over again. I do this normally at home or if I'm in the store by myself And I always think I know what's happening in my business. I've talked about this before, particular when I do my inventory work before a market event, my inventory analysis before I go to like America's Mart. I always find something interesting that I didn't realize throughout the year. Again, I say this over and over again. If by some chance, maybe you're a solo shopkeeper and you've been listening and you're like, okay, Kathy, I know you've told me to set up an inventory system. I know you tell me that I should be able to look at my PL right now, or I should be able to generate one, but I don't have bookkeeping in place, or I don't have sales reports to run because I don't have a point of sale system. Then take some time to quiet your brain Again, in a good place, in a happy place, in a place that you won't get interrupted. And think about what your customers are saying to you. What do they ask for repeatedly? Or are they telling you when they come in your store that they can never find X, Y, and Z anywhere in your area and and they wish you had a store or they wish you provided something? What, What are the gaps that you can fill? What are the changes that you can make maybe? Maybe what others are doing in your industry, take a look at that. What are other stores similar to you doing? And by, and I don't mean to like poach and, and steal people's product lines or anything like that. That's not what I'm suggesting. But, you know, look at magazines. What are the trends? What haven't you tapped into that you can try? And re-listen to episode 123. It's titled, "The This One Thing Creates Value in Your Retail Business. That one's a really good one to listen to when you're kind of feeling stuck. It's episode 123, and we'll link it in the show notes. And really, this number one, this to-do, it's I titled it to-do, and that's analyze, decide, and implement. Like, that's the time for you to get scrappy. for you to really dig deep and figure out what to do. So many of us did this when the pandemic hit. I personally did this when the pandemic hit. I made quite a few changes, quite a few tough decisions. I pivoted. I changed things. I offered things that we weren't really offering before. It was time to get scrappy. And in that year, actually both years of the pandemic, 2020 and 2021, our business grew. 
when easily someone, actually quite a few customers and friends and people close to us, I think they just assumed that we were doing poorly and that we were going to end up closing, but that wasn't the case. We got scrappy. Number two on my list is what can you cut? I actually wrote down to cut. Really simple. (laughs) What can you cut? What expenses can you cut? And if you're a Master Shopkeepers member, I've talked about this masterclass on several occasions. I can't repeat it enough. I've actually considered re-recording it just to give it a a new, fresh um, perspective and some other ideas. But this masterclass, I think, was from two years ago where we shared dozens of ideas on how to dig into your expenses category on your profit and loss statement and cut expenses. Where can you save? Another thing that you can do is, can you maybe stop hiring and shorten your store hours? One other thing that you can consider is maybe lower your debt payments for the time being. Maybe you can lower them. Maybe you were, you know, contributing to your loan or trying to pay off your loan faster than what you originally anticipated and maybe now sales have slowed down. Can you just lower those debt payments? Not saying that it's, this is a long-term Um, commitment. It could be short term, but maybe you can consider doing that. And if, if needed, maybe you're going to pay yourself less. Again, this doesn't even have to apply to times that are tough or recessions. This can apply to other seasons in your business too. The goal is to get through a recession. And I say recession, but as I'm recording this podcast episode, The U.S. technically isn't in a recession yet. A recession is when the U.S. reflects two consecutive negative quarters of gross domestic product growth. I think we have one, unfortunately, under our belts. Number two is to be determined. Anyhow, you want to make it to the other side of a recession without hurting yourself or your business. This can mean sacrifices and having tough conversations with people, employees, team members, contractors, subcontractors, but it may not mean you necessarily have to close. So if you're really striving to keep your business open and things feel a little tight right now, it's time to make some tough decisions. It's time to analyze, it's time to get creative, and it's time to be tough on your business. And again, I want to stress that some of my suggestions are temporary, but some are also important to practice year-round, like that cutting expenses masterclass that I've mentioned, or just doing that as a practice. I genuinely think we could probably or should do that at least twice a year, minimum once a year. Number three on my list is an interesting one. I've been thinking a lot about this episode, and while I was out on a power walk recently, This is when my brain thinks the most clearly, and I often come up with some of my best ideas when I'm out walking. I highly recommend it. If you don't have a space or place in your life where those ideas come flooding to you, try power walking. Anyhow, I was out on my power walk, and my Boss Up mini Soat series popped into my thoughts. So in case you don't know about it, when the pandemic hit and many of us were mandated to close... I was seeing some of the same questions and some of the conversations and mindset issues that I'm currently seeing right now. And I'm sure that's what triggered this thought in my brain. 
At that time, it was, I think, pretty much Q2 of 2020, I quickly pivoted from regular podcasts, weekly podcast episodes, to super short mini bits of powerful information to help retailers boss up at that time, because I saw so many people who just wanted to run and hide or who were struggling or who were having a hard time even like getting dressed and going to the store. I, I get it. It was a hard time, especially that first month or two. And so these boss up mini so episodes, they were five minute episodes that I published daily instead of weekly. And I did this for almost two weeks. I think it was 12 total episodes. The one thing I regret is I didn't number these boss up minisodes like I normally number episodes. For instance, this episode is number 130. Now I wish I did. And I, I look back on it as I was getting ready to record this podcast episode and I realized I must have been really optimistic that I would never have to refer to those episodes, those minisodes again. And I think now, like, really, Kathy, silly me. But I just listened to all of them again, and it confirmed that I want to reshare these minisodes. Each of these minisodes could be helpful to you, especially if you're in the number two school of thought that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, where you feel like, Everything is down. Sales are down. No one is shopping. Everything's a struggle. You can't get people in your store. If that's where you are, these mini-sode episodes are going to be really helpful to you. I received some of the best feedback about these mini-sodes. I had so many people reach out to me and say, thank you. Or even like a year later, I remember a shopkeeper reached out and I wish I could remember her name. She reached out and said, those mini-sodes saved me during that time. And that meant a ton to me because I was having, I was struggling during that time. So it took a lot for me to record those mini-sodes. If you want to listen to these mini-sodes, you can do two things. In the podcast app that you're listening to this podcast, you can just scroll down my feed of podcast episodes and you're going to scroll down until you hit April 16th, 2020. I think that was the first day of the Minnesota episodes. I think right after episode 24. Or you can visit the show notes for this episode, SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 130, and you'll find all of the Minnesota's linked. They'll be linked to Apple Podcasts, I think. Maybe it will link to Spotify too, but we'll link them so that you can just click on it and the link will send you to the Minnesota. And we'll link all, I'm going to scroll down to my notes. Yeah, we'll link all 12. So again, you can just scroll down to April 16th, 2020, or you can visit the show notes for this episode and just click on all the individual links. So again, the mini-sode series started on April 16th, 2020, and I'm just going to read off the titles of all 12 mini-sodes. The number one was just a quick introduction where I wanted to announce that I was doing this. Number two is get ready for the day. Number three, disconnect from the negativity on social media. Number four, feel emotion and do things that make you happy. Number five, give yourself credit. Number six, selling is not spamming, which I kind of talked about in a couple episodes ago. I think it was in 128. Number seven, don't avoid finances during tough times. Number eight, finding peace and calm during turbulent times. Number nine, 
And this is one of the one of the ones I highly suggest you listen to is a bull market versus a bear market. And I, I think the gist of it is, is that a bull market, that's when the market is going up. That generally, historically, I want to say, don't quote me, I, I and I just re-listened to this episode too, but it's definitely more than six or seven years. And a bear market, that's when a market goes down, I want to say is less than 12 or 14 months. So again, I just want to stress that how can you position your business or place yourself somewhere, you know, with your business where you can outlast this next 12 or 14 months if a recession actually starts to happen? Or I guess most of you are going, Kathy, it's happening. You know what I mean. I'm no economist, so I don't want to I don't want to guess anything at this point. Number 10 is stop hiding to avoid taking action, which I think is a really important one. Number 11, protect profit margin or focus on cash flow. And number 12, find the silver lining. I really can't stress how important it is. I think all of us can re-listen to the series of 12 episodes, mini-sodes. They're only around five minutes each, so you can get through them in an hour if you listen to them back to back. I highly, highly suggest it. And then number four on my list is, and this one, of course, is not the least, but yes, mindset and attitude are important. I'll be the first to say that it's easy to get caught up in the news stories and the negativity in the media. It can be frustrating, particularly when it comes to mindset. So I do want you to keep this in mind. How much of this are you consuming? And do you need to take a break from the news and or social media? It's okay if that's what you need right now. A Master Shopkeepers member recently shared a link to an entrepreneur.com article titled, I Refuse to Participate in the Recession. It essentially talks about how mindset has a lot to do with how business owners navigate a tough economy successfully. We will link this entrepreneur.com article in the show notes, of course. But the author writes about a business owner and says, while other people were frozen in fear, he focused on solutions. And then I just want to read a couple other quotes that kind of encapsulate the, the overall, I guess, teaching of this article. Um, the second quote is, during difficult times, there are almost always opportunities that exist. And if you want to succeed, you have to focus on those opportunities. And the last quote is, if you focus on the problem, you will be an expert on the problem. However, if you focus on solutions, you become an expert on the solutions that will get you through both struggles. And the last thing that I want to say is, Actually, I have a couple other things that I want to say. Focusing on the down will keep you down. I want to say it one more time. Focusing on the down will keep you down. So what can you do to turn that around? You can dismiss this last tip, number four, where I'm talking about mindset and shifting and changing it. And you may be even annoyed with me because I mentioned mindset again. But I genuinely believe that the results we get from our business come from 80% mindset brain work, the thoughts in our brain, 
and 20% task-related, where we actually take action and do the work and show up in our stores and sell to our customers. Really, 80% mindset versus 20% action-taking. How about that for applying the Pareto principle to our retail business? And if you listened to episode 129, you understand what I mean. So I hope you found this helpful. I know some of you are frustrated with your current situation, and I really want you to make it through this and or turn it around. I've seen so many shopkeepers, especially once the pandemic hit, I saw so many of them make changes, offer more of one thing, less of another, change their whole business model, start teaching online, start offering workshops hosting creative online events, selling through comment selling on social media. I mean, so many things. I can't tell you what the perfect solution is. Well, there it won't be maybe necessarily a perfect solution or what a good solution will be for your business, but I want you to dig deep and find that for yourself. If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, and we're going to have a lot linked On the show notes for this podcast episode, you'll visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 130. SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 130. If this podcast will help someone that you know that's currently struggling, please share it with them. Share this podcast episode. Share it with another shopkeeper. Share it with people in your community. Share it with other small business owners. I genuinely would appreciate it, and I hope they would appreciate it too. Until the next episode, be savvy and boss up. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamins. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.